Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. It's been a minute, Peter. Been a minute. Been a minute. We've been busy. Been We've busy. been busy. Been busy curating content. That's what we're doing here. Really? Oh. Yeah, cool. I feel like, you know, we're always, listen, you and I, our daily lives curate content. You know, we're both in the thick of things in the, in the dental world. So um, just more experience, more, more moons go by, and we know and more practices, stuff. Practices have been busy. Been oh yeah. Both practices. Been. I mean, your side and my side has been very, it's been crazy. Right. And it's, uh, yeah, it's you a never want to waste, you never want to waste a good crisis, Peter. Well, the crisis, crisis is, was of, of COVID. Yeah. I mean, it just took a, it took a, it took us off of our, our normal, um, the normal rails that we're stuck on and had us look from a macro down, you know, listen, one year ago today, you and I had both fired our entire teams. Mm-hmm. Our entire teams. Right. D- very difficult day. Mine was on uh, March 26th, a series of Zoom calls, literally calling each department and saying, guys, you know, Same governor day. shut us down. Same day. Yeah, I know we did. I remember talking before, like, you doing it today? Yeah, I'm going to do it today. Like, we purposefully try to coordinate it on the same day. And I remember those questions like, you know, well, am I being hired back? I don't know what the world's going to look like people. Right. I, yeah. I can't speak to what is around this corner. I don't even know. None of us had known. And uh, to go one year in the future, you know, today and see how we were so scared and we didn't know what was going on to now having better systems, better protocols, better team, better culture, better revenue. I mean, it's just wild, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's great. And I think it's one more life lesson, right? When you, when you get so, when you get so myopic or get so zoomed in on what's going on right there, you just need some time to reflect. And so Maybe, you know, there's a silver lining. I know at the time we were going through, we were like, holy shit. And even talking to our Oh, you kept telling me that silver lining conversation constantly. Remember my SBA loan? Uh-huh. So I was about to, I, I don't want to put a pin in the mastermind for one second, but uh, I was refinancing my loan for my practice. It was supposed to close like April 5th and we were under a deadline to close. And I was so pissed. I called you up like the bank's not going to loan me the money. Like, bro, there could be a silver lining. I'm like, no, fuck you and your silver linings, man. There's nothing going to happen. Then, of course, the SBA says you don't have to owe us the payments for like X number of months. No, it wasn't deferred payments. It was wasn't just, deferred, Just right. don't pay for a while. Right. But, which is, you know, because that was built into the uh, your SBA and the Jobs Act and all, or the uh, COVID relief plan, rather. Yeah. And so, yeah, you, now that was one of your n- many silver linings. But, you know, it's it's like I've alluded to on the podcast before. You know, I had some crises that happened. I've got big scars that, that, I, that I don't want to talk about, you know, because I've talked about them so much on the podcast. But anytime you're going through this, I guess what I'm saying to other dentists out there, just remember that things are happening for you. And, and in the time you're going through them, it's pain. It's real pain. And you think, holy shit. And if you can get some distance from them, you say, gosh, this is why that happened. And time and time and time again, um, it occurs. And, and this most recent instance was no different, Craig. The whole yep, incident was no different. At the time we were going through and having to, yes, it was horrible gut punch to have to fire people. But guess what? The team got stronger as a result. Some people didn't come back. And guess what? It probably shouldn't have come back. Yeah, I remember like a conversation we had when we were considering what to do. Like, listen, you can analyze this shit to death, Craig. And and the point is, is we have to go forward with the optics we have right now. Mm-hmm. Is this the right move for right now? We didn't understand. And then everybody's chiming in your ear, telling all these experts. Remember all the experts we had on? No, yeah. don't do this. Don't do that. You know, and they're so secure. Like I had people like in my ear, like you're making a mistake. I'm like, how do you know what I am making? 
you know, like well, it was and, uncharted waters. And, it was uncharted and waters, right. but but in the face of uncharted waters, the so-called expert experts, the pundits are telling you exactly what to do. They don't have mm-hmm. businesses. They don't have 30, 40, 50, 60 employees, some of these people. And they never had a past example of this is what you should do because right. new legislation, right? So it was the wild, wild west and it was scary as shit. And luckily, you know, we were kind of going through and holding hands with each other, not to mention, you know, going through and, and kind of leading our mastermind through, which was really, was really crazy. You know, that mastermind we designed had all these trips planned and these oh, adventures yeah. planned and these things planned and everything blew up. The world well, also and all funny of a sudden enough, it went to crisis plan. And funny <laughs> enough, so everybody filled out their intake survey. What are your profit? What was your profit in 2019, your revenue and profit, and then your 2020 revenue and profit goals. So mm-hmm. people will fill that out prior to without, starting, you're saying pri- prior, prior to COVID. Prior to COVID happening. So imagine oh. if we would have said, so, and, and by the way, I think every single person, even those in California, mm-hmm. exceeded their revenue and profit goals. So imagine if we would have said to people, like, hey, give me your 2020 revenue and profit goal, but forecasting you being shut down for a minimum of eight weeks and a global pandemic. First of all, people would have said, you're freaking crazy, number one. But number two, they would have adjusted it by at least 20%. So I love uh, those calls that we have on our mastermind and just showing them how even though they thought um, 2020 is going to be a banner year and, you know, our summit was like 20, Vision 2020 and how cool the year was to have 2020 site, people still wound up hitting, um, no way, is that a new book? It's his book. I remember what I was talking about. I never well, saw that. I haven't seen yeah, that. Yeah, we talked so about anyway, let me com- Let me com- uh, complete my thought because uh, uh, for those that aren't seeing it. So even though these people had written out their goals in late February um, and, and even the first week of March, they still all hit it. And I really do believe it's the mindset that we cultivated that we all had. And and listen, you, you can't help somebody in this world without in the, in the process helping yourself. I owe a huge debt of gratitude to the 16 mastermind members that we had because they helped me immeasurably through it as well. It went from like, how are we going to dominate the world to like, okay, how do we survive? And people like Dwight Pecora and Tish and all these great minds, you know, all hiring their own independent legal counsel. And then we're all taking these ideas. So it was, it was such a great year to have the inaugural, the OG mastermind and, 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 and lead through it. Um, but yeah, we made a lot of, we made, a, and you know, Pete just picked up a book with our friend Scott Galloway post-corona. And uh, I think no matter what happens, none of us have a crystal ball, but many agree that Corona is going to be ending soon. But no matter what, there's certain things that we're never going to go back to pre-pandemic in a good way, in a good way. An example, Craig. Well, in all the fluff that we had, you know, when you're, when you're going and auditing your systems, when you, when we, when we had to fire our entire teams, there was so many like little $120 services Mm -hmm. for this and 225 for that. I'm like, what the hell is that? And but why are we paying for it? That yeah, you really like, didn't do anything about it. Turn like, that right, off. Turn, turn that off immediately. And then having to go through like June, July, and August, we're like, well, should we turn that back on? No, we don't even miss that anymore. Right. We don't even you miss know, that. And I had buddies, you know, I have a, diff, a di- my own friend mastermind with business owners, car dealers, I think I've, I've told you about. And they did the same process. So again, then their silver lining was going through and auditing. Holy shit, turn off the outflow of money because- we don't know when money's coming back in and audit exactly what's going out, right? So it's, it's only vital software, only vital services, only vital vendors. And you have to go through, Greg, like you said, it's a cleansing exercise to go through and like, do we need this? You know? Well, I mean, really? look at how you get in a business as it grows. You get really sloppy because you're like, right. it's only, it's revenue it's only trumps. 
Right, but it's only $110 a month, only $300 mm. a quarter. And then, like but, you do, but you do that 500 times and you have, mil, you have expenses out of control. Same thing with like what we talk about with our credit cards. Like, you know, you, you negotiate your credit card fees, they go down to a certain level, you feel really good, you see the month trending, they're really low, you're saving a shit ton of money. And then little by little by little, the credit card companies know to increase them again. You don't realize you have to keep mm -hmm. doing the same thing. So, you know, that's why, that's when we, you know, figured out about our credit cards, you and me, like what, what did we save between you and me? Well, look, what, do you remember that number? I don't want to leave what? that. The credit that cards? That, yeah. What were we, you, between you and me, our years of my practice? I know I, you had thought you did a really good job and you were only saving like- Oh, you mean from the, like even credit card processing. Credit card processing. Yeah, yeah, correct. yeah. Through the company, um, Merchant Cars uh, Consulting. Yeah, they yeah. they saved uh, us collectively you. like $2,000 a month for, for and didn't change processors. We just like hooked up with them. They became our advocate and we yeah. saved like two Gs a month. I just had to explain that to somebody looking at my PNL, like a consultant looking at my PNL, like, why did your fees go down so much? I'm like, oh, because of this. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, but anyway. Nadine, yeah. They, uh, I think we still have a, a well, I define that. We need to put it in the show notes, but I think it's like um, bulletproof savings or something like that. We direct people there because it was a it was a great service at the time. I hope it's still up. Can you can you check? Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Can you check that live? But yeah. what, what I was holding up for for everyone listening at home was, you know, we had Scott Galloway on who, you know, if you didn't know Scott Galloway before, it was just it was one of my bucket list of it. Once I thought of having a podcast, I was like, man, if I could have Scott Galloway on, it would like it would really It'd really be a, a bucket list thing if he is just one of those people who you know he prognosticates about things that are going to happen in the future and everyone listens to him and so he even wrote a book go back and listen to that podcast if you if you haven't heard him go back and listen to it because i think it's it's craig's favorite podcast he references it all the time well it's but my favorite book. because it's 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 evergreen and every time you listen to it you're gonna mm -hmm. pull something else out of it he talks so fast there's so much humor that you'll find yourself laughing and then he'll say two or three things while you're laughing. Like, Oh shit, those are really good. I didn't even know he wrote this book. When did this yeah, come out? It's, it, it, it came out literally. It was in, it was about to come out. Um, if you, if you reference back in the podcast, I actually told him I was going to buy it. Maybe you didn't listen that intently, but it, it came out right around. Um, COVID. Oh, well, I got to wish some congratulations. How's it doing? How's it selling? I don't know. I haven't checked in. I just, I know I went on Amazon and bought it, but the title of the book is post Corona from crisis to opportunity, which is exactly how you and I started this podcast. Um, and so you, you know, you kind of said, you know, never waste a good, a good crisis. Um, oh, it's kicking ass by the way. Um, is it really? It's 1066 reviews and it's 4.5 out of five stars. It's really, really well rated. Yeah. Oh, so it's talking it. about, it's talking about the, you know, the cleansing process and, you know, and even if we look at this back in towards dentistry, you know, how many, how many people did you know that said, Hey, I'm just, they're just shuttering their doors. They're not opening, they're answering their phones. So like it actually forced. So if you're looking at it from a competition standpoint, I know we don't like to, you know, worry about competition, especially as an industry. Um, Cause I think there's enough of that going on. I always say if there was a, a fire dental firing squad, it would be a circle. Yeah, that's true. But, but really, you know, look, if you look at it from a competition and maybe the space was getting too crowded with pop-ups here and there, or maybe, inadequate care or people in your community who just weren't really didn't have the chops that you had. There were some people who actually shuttered their doors and didn't, didn't open them back up. So, you know, maybe that's a meritocracy. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. Who knows? You hate to say, you hate to say that tragedy, but just like in 2008, everyone was a real estate agent. Everybody was a real estate agent. The market was great. Right. And then 2008 happens and, and all of a sudden it's like, whew, only the strong survive, right? It's a Darwinism kind of thing. 
Yeah, it's um, mental. It's mental Darwinism. It's not physical, though. The battle that was waged on people was an internal battle of I can't handle this. I'm going to crack. I can't do it. So I think, you know, Peter, you and I, not to harp back on the mastermind, but we were fortunate as well to not have just have each other, but this group of people that we were, I'm using mm-hmm. finger quotes, in charge of leading. So like you and I would have like, oh shit, conversations, like what the fuck, like what are we gonna do? And we're like, we gotta pull it together. And then we'd be mm-hmm. there strong for the for the mastermind, but it was just, it was a culture of like, we're gonna do this and we're gonna beat it. And there was outside dialogue. I remember talking with um, um, uh, Scott, I won't use his last name because I don't wanna, you know, Scott was, Scott's a faculty for a very prestigious institution and he's out in California and he kept saying like, he's part of another group. And the other group is like, well, yeah, we're doing well in, you know, July and September or July and August and September, but there's a big crash coming in October because what you're seeing is you're just seeing your demand. Yeah. The pent up demand. So I was like, Scott, who the hell is telling you that? Like, you know, what is he freaking dental Nostradamus? Don't listen to that. Like turn that shit off. And he's like, you're right. You're right. And what had happened? September kicked ass, October kicked ass, November kicked ass, December kicked ass. So if any the reason being is that Scott turned on a whole new set of skills, right? He right. took that, oh my gosh, I'm paralyzed with fear and learned, you know, he, he learned how to publish some videos and he learned, you know, some things in marketing and he learned something. Right. He got, he used that downtime as opportunity. Scott talks about Scott uh, Galloway, not Scott, not Scott R. Scott, talks about, you know, from, from crisis to opportunity. Is yeah. that it cleanses the space, and then those who want to thrive, there's actually more opportunity for those for, for you for you to eat, so to speak. Of um, course, and, but it's, uh, and also the crisis of leadership too. So let's rewind through COVID. We have a presidential election. We have two old men on stage screaming at each other. Like, where's mm-hmm. the, de- I thought I was turning into a debate. I didn't think I was like watching two 70 year olds, like screaming at each other. So there's no sense of um, leadership coming out. So the, the cultural leadership is like quiet. So we have an opportunity to show up in, in, in ways to our team and as leaders. So, you know, even, even us as dental leaders, we, if you had some form of leadership skill, it was going to be amplified because people were so desperate to hear it. So it's like during a, you know, like you're not supposed to advertise during a presidential election on TV because it's so expensive. They'll, you'll be drowned out by the noise. The crisis of leadership was so strong during before, during and after, you know, now with COVID that any form of leadership, any form of check-in, just checking in on your team. Are you good? Do you need anything? Are you all right? you know, you're sick, do you need something that goes so far. So I think the teams that were, you know, good organizations got better through COVID and ones that needed to be taken out or ones that weren't thriving. They just, they fell by the wayside. I really do. I do believe well, what, that. Given, of, given what opportunities do you see right now? Let's, let's kind of just, let's ping pong back and forth for just a second. Like, so what do you see as silver linings current day? You know, the dentist listing, like, okay, I hear you both talking. You're both ranting. Okay. The what first, do you the, see? The and I'm going to give one. Okay. The first thing I see is that I think the consumer behavior shifted. So I think pre-corona, you could say, hey, go to this Vietnamese place down in the corner. You know, it's kind of a sh- you know, hole in the wall. It's ugly, but you know, don't, don't worry about all that. The food is amazing. And now when you think about going to a crappy place that's like run down and do- it, it doesn't seem clean, it's not, it, now it's, now people cross their mind like, oh, that could kill me, that place. That place mm. could be so physically unsafe that I could get a virus there. Before it was like, oh, it's just ugly. Don't worry. You know, the food's real good. Don't worry. And so I think that the consumer is now very attuned to how the perceived safety of a place. I don't 100%. think that crossed the mind of anybody before. 
you know, maybe you and the, us as listeners were dentists, we're finicky people, we're the type of people that open up the restroom door with a piece of towel in our hand, you know, we're, we're just infectious, conscientious, or in fact, uh, you know, we're just conscientious people, we're a little bit anal retentive, but the average consumer, that's, has, that ship has sailed. Now they're going to look at your dental practice. If it looks like it's not clean, it's not clean to them. Scott Kelleher um, from um, Southwest Airlines has a famous quote. I think it's Scott Kelleher. Kelleher, I don't know his first name is, but he says that you know if you're if you're in if the interior of your plane is not clean, people think the engines are faulty. So they recognize that a clean, nice-looking interior plane, people feel safer because mm. you know you're taking off and you're flying. But going to the little crappy Vietnamese restaurant or going to get your teeth clean, I think there was a lot of people going to their homey old dentists that look like the interior of a Brady Bunch. And now they don't go there anymore. Cause you know what? They're like, even though I like Dr. Jones and Sally, my hygienist, it scares me being in there. It doesn't okay. seem modern and clean. That's so my, my, my thing that I'm going to ping pong back with is kind of piggybacks on you. So I completely agree. And I think that actually created an opportunity to create awareness around your superior process showcase, actually do videos or pictures or article or something on social media that demonstrates here is our state-of-the-art sterilization. Here are the steps that we've gone through to step in front of the, the COVID and things that are going to stay, right? The mask and the techniques and the sprayers and all the things, like I said. Um, and I think it's an opportunity to step in front of it where a lot of people are stepping away from it. But the consumer side, like you said, Craig, is desperately seeking it. I seek it as a consumer of one who was just seeking uh, you know, a doctor's office. Actually, I'm, I'm looking for a new uh, you know, position. And I was kind of desperately looking, where can I find, where can I listen to him talk first? I want to see some video of him. Right. I, want to see, I want to see pictures of what the office looks like, right? Is it, is it a dump? Is it scary? Are there any pictures of the team on there or his staff? Right. You know? And so I think, just like you're saying, you have to check that box of the consumer being scared. Because let's be honest, they were already scared of dentistry. Don't give them another reason yeah, to get but scared they, of dentistry. Right, but they weren't scared about – I was always shocked that they'd go to certain places. Like I'd have friends of mine who are not patients of mine, and they'd go to like some really homey-ass places for dental care. I'm like, yeah. wow, do, you know, what about – it was all the well, same. Well, because people actually believe in our government for the most part. They believe that mm -hmm. if this is a licensed dentist, of course they autoplay. It's the same, day. right? Of course they do. It's all standardized. And now they realize, oh, of shit. Of course they I've, of course they sport test. Of course they do. Of course they change the water out of their autoclaves. By the way, there are people that don't even change the sterile water of their autoclaves. But I know. But but the point is, is now the consumer is like, oh, I have to be my own advocate because the CDC is changing the rules every day. I have to be aware. This place looks clean. It looks modern. It looks like they care. I'm safer there. Huge, 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 huge. My, you you want to go? You want to ping pong another one opportunity? Um, do you have one the create the list of things that you've turned back on, right? The, the, the software, the recurring things that be use, uh, use now that you've cleaned your house, you did a spring cleaning for potentially your P&L. Go back through and make sure you're, every time you add something, you're putting it to a list. So it's a list of things you just don't forget. And make sure that you are using that, whether it's the, the SaaS product or the software or the warranty or the vendor thing. Make sure you're watching your PL should that because it should have taught you a lesson to run a clean business. If you don't like it, need it, or love it, then get rid of it. Right. 
I agree with that one. I'm going to go with the next one is, do you really need to drag a patient in for this appointment or can you just check in on the phone or FaceTime or Zoom? Like I was doing Ooh. shit tons of aligner checks where people would drive their ass to my office, you know, a 20 minute drive. They show up, they walk into my office. And if you've been in my office from the front door to your operatory is like a seven minute stroll. And they sit down, I look at their aligner. I'm like, yep, doing good, Kelly. Get out of here. Here's your next five. So now it's like, okay, your next appointment, Michelle is going to FaceTime you. Are we going to go on our Zoom channel? And oh, we're really? Check in with so you. you think that'll be something that, that persists? I will uh, never do that. I will never do I, People don't want, yeah. So this idea of like, patients don't mind. Like they don't have to be there. And it's just so much easier. And they have so much higher satisfaction of doing in my Invisalign checks. I did two Invisalign consultations on Friday, Zoom calls of children of, of parents that are patients of mine. I did a Zoom call. I'm like, it looks good. looks easy. Open, turn to the side. Let me say, I'm not going to be here this afternoon, but one of my doctors can do a periodic ex examination or a limited examination, do a pano, four bite wings or, and two PAs. And we'll take a scan. If everything looks fine, you can go ahead. Okay. And they committed. And Holly, go ahead and take care of it. I did two. I, I closed two Invisalign cases from Zoom calls last week. That's a, and you know, Greg, I think that's even the big insurance companies. For instance, we just changed medical insurance. My family did. And the company itself was, uh, was I think we're on Humana now. And it was saying, hey, make sure you use this doctor on demand app. It's free for you all the time, 24 hours a day, right? It's free, 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 specialist, all the things, free. And they kept hounding that. And I was like, really? They really want to use it. And I was like, well, duh. They've discovered that just like companies have the work from home is cheaper, yeah. right? They want to keep... Just like you discover, it's more efficient. Oh, yeah. All these, a, all these a... things you didn't think you had, you know, oh, come in for an Invisalign check once a month. Eh, we can probably do that on FaceTime. Now, oh, I have right? a team. I have a team member that's super freaking happy. Her performance is through the roof. Her last day, she's working, you know, just about full time with us. Her mm -hmm. last day in the office, she's been working here the entire time, but her last day for her physical, for her physically being here was like March 18th of last year or March 20th of last year. She's super happy. She's getting shit done. And by the way, when everybody was fired, it was, first of all, when everybody was fired, a very interesting happened, thing happened for my business. So I'm going to take one more and then I'm going to ping it back to you. So I let everybody go on March 26th. It was a Wednesday, I believe. On Thursday morning, a huddle happened on our Facebook team page. We had no jobs and, and we just did a huddle like, Hey, it's me. I'm going to go for a walk. I just want to talk about like our thought of the day and every day during our closure for those six, seven weeks, we were closed every single day. We had a huddle. No one was being paid. Nothing existed. There's no, there's nothing. We had no idea when we we're coming back every single day. People were um, working. And by the way, people were emailing me that weren't hired to say, Hey, check out our, you know, the Yelp page is down or this thing happened or someone just commented on the Facebook that they have an emergency. Did you get that message? So all I had was two employees. I had Kathy and Erica and every, no one else had a paycheck and everybody still worked. And, and I think it's just what you did during COVID. If you were a good leader and you had invested in your team and you stood out in front of people and you did whatever you could to help them, that will be remembered for your entire time. Those mm -hmm. people work with you. And if mm -hmm. you, if you went, internal and you looked after, I mean, listen, we're all self-preservationists. I'm not saying I was this altruistic guy, but I'm super proud of the way I handled COVID. I paid for everybody's health insurance. I said, you're all going to go. I, I can't, you're not going to be here anymore. But for the next two months, the last thing I wanted you to do is Cobra. lose your job and lose your health insurance. Yeah. So yes, I'm going to pay for, I'm going to pay same. for, I'm gonna, I know we both, we both talked about it. Yeah. And by the way, Peter, you and I were both being advised. And I want to credit you for this. We were being advised by lawyers to say, okay, if you're going to give them health insurance 
and they're no longer working, you're giving them something, that's actually severance pay. So please sign these documents to say, here's your gift and don't sue me. And I, you said it to me. I'm like, this is what the lawyers are saying. You're like, man, F that. Like, you can know, like, here's a nice thing to do. Don't sue me. He's like, screw that. And you were so hard on me about yeah. it because I was like, this is what the lawyer says. You're like, man, lawyers suck. Leave it alone. And it's true. And no offense to all the lawyers out there that are listening to this, but you know what? I, I just wanted to do the I right thing. And I felt so good about it. And, and not to say that if you did that, it was a bad thing for you. But for me, it just felt right to just well, wear the it white It was hat. one of those things, Greg, there were so many compromises and you had to acquiesce with you. At what point do you draw the line? You say, I'm still human, I'm still leading, and I'm not making someone sign a like accord and satisfaction with them getting fired the same day if they want their you know medical insurance. It's really uh, ridiculous. Yeah. And, and because it, if you it don't felt, want to sign it. Felt it like salt in the wound. It did. it did. And I was not going to do it to my peeps. And thank right. you for being hard with me on that one too. Yeah, man, so, that's, so that's that my was, job. I'm hard, right? Yeah. I'm firm but fair, as, as they say. You're not always fair, but I appreciate being firm. All right, new for 2021, we want to invite everyone listening to join us on our private network. It's free to join. Join the conversation at bulletproof.dental. You can even download it in the app store. Just look for the Mighty Network app and you can download it there. But just point your browser to bulletproof.dental and join and sign up and start collaborating on um, some of the ideas we discuss on the podcast. Um, There's content there to download and um, it's all designed to help grow and stimulate us together. Hope everyone has a great day. My thing would be that I think it's going to be an opportunity for more same-day dentistry and it put that in a patient benefited verbiage mrs jones you're already here for your cleaning you've already gone through the process of got you out of the car we took your temperature we did the rinse we did this is this right you have people are you're in a safe environment hey we just happen to have we diagnosed you with these with this comprehensive dentistry we just happen to have some availability today and you've already kind of been you know matriculated in for the day if you will right yeah you want to take care of that today i think people will be even more so uh, open to the idea, not just from a time conscientious standpoint, but just from a, yeah, you know what? It makes sense. I'm here. Let's do it. Um, I also think that dentistry, you'll have the ability to pivot into bigger procedures, presenting more at one time and say, you know what? I'd like to dedicate the whole day to you. And you don't have to go into why, but I'd like to do all this treatment on you in one day. And, and people kind of get it now. I think just vicariously through, through their operations and maybe people being at home, people needing their needs a little more isolation. I like, I don't want to crisscross rooms and put my roller skates on and, and flip gloves back and forth. I want to kind of dedicate the day just to you. And, um, you know, and I want to do these 20 clowns on you or whatever it is. And I think, I think it, it helps. It will help with enrollment. I think it will help with communication. I think it will help with, with comprehensive diagnosis yep. and, and, and putting, you know, if you're scared of doing that, there's one more, one more thing of saying, oh, that's here's I want why I want to jump in on that. So all the, dentists that, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, you're saying something, but you're leaving just one part. Open. Oh, okay. So hey. I want to just add on to what you're saying. So a lot of my docs that I work with, you know, when, when they had, you know, some people were just, you know, we have all different levels. We have people that are expert and people that are becoming experts. So, you know, when, when we take some of the doctors that were like more on their path on their, the beginning portion of their, their career, and they have treatment acceptance rates of, let's say 25 or 30%. I'd always say to them, Hey, Dr. Jones, what percentage of the treatment that you recommend is cosmetic or elective? 
Um, well, why do you ask? I'm like, I'm just curious. Is it mostly restorative or cosmic? Well, no, most of what I do is, you know, restorative. I'm like, so is it fair to say that if people say no to you, it's going to get worse for them? The MO is going to turn into a crown. The crown is going to turn into an implant. Implant's going to turn into a bridge, all that stuff. He's like hundred percent. So I'm like, look, 70% of the people that you see are mm. getting worse right now. So you've presented, you know, blank numbers, of hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's now maybe millions of dollars now because it's all gotten worse. So we're failing our patients if we mm. don't enroll them properly. We have to let, if we, if we don't, just like there's millions of dollars spent on seatbelt campaigns, if people don't click it, they're going to wind up in a lot worse trouble. So the, the coronavirus crisis, or the coronavirus pandemic rather, showed us that if they don't take care of their stuff, it's going to get worse and we never know when we're going to be shut down. So there's probably a lot of people out there that, you know, blew off their dental work. It's like, I can get it done whenever. What do you do when it's May, uh, you know, April 7th and everybody's closed and your front tooth that you were told has a cavity and chips off and starts, you know, breaking apart. So I think that- Is it my turn? Know, yes, it's your turn. All right. So what I'm referencing now is I thought of something when you're just talking. I think there's never been a time that people are going to be more receptive to this part on our bulletproof pathway, Greg. You see me circling yeah. that? Yeah, recapture. People are desperate for the human touch right now, desperate to be remembered. I think they say like they've gone and in our processes, right? It's been it's been chaos. And so I think if if I think now is the time to say, hey, Ms. Jones, I hope you fared well through this. You know, we're finally getting caught back up, but just want to make sure you're being taken care of. I see that you know you haven't been with us for two years or whatever, but now is a great time to have a system to your recapturing. Um, and I think people are more, more receptive than any time in, in history, just to have some kind of human connection kind of, cause there's a lot of lonely folks out there. Um, a lot of, a lot of people in bad mental states, dentists, us included, you know, yeah, we, sure. we go through periods of that COVID was tough, not just financially for a lot of people, but it was tough from a psychological and, um, and, uh, yeah, psychological and mental health state, honestly. Oh so my God, you I think me? people are so eager to have connection human connection and just make sure they're going to be open to the recapture. So don't forget the people who have kind of fallen through the cracks, even though you feel like you're in a chaotic mode, make sure you have a system of follow-ups as I'm looking at that. And I'll stop here now. No, I love it. I love it. Anything else, any other tips, tricks or whatever. I like uh, this, this band, this ping pong was actually, I've actually, you've given me, I wrote some things down for me to take action from. Yeah. Um, I think that the biggest ones for me are when, when, you know, it's like when, when the, everything's moving in one direction, you're inordinately rewarded for doing the opposite. So, you know, I, I think the biggest thing, and I'm just going to reiterate is that everybody was, a, it was a crisis. It was self-preservation and those who chose to invest in others during mm -hmm. the crisis. It's like that book by Simon Siddick, Leader, leaders eat last. It's you decided to put other people ahead. You're going to be rewarded. And I think that's like one of the, you know, kind of a, a secret of life. If you want more love, you give more love. If you want more appreciation, you give more appreciation. When everybody's going dark and scared, those who leaned in, and by the way, if you didn't lean in, it's okay. You can lean in now. There's right. still a crisis going on. It's not like you missed this time. Yeah. So if, if like, if you're a doctor listening, you're like, yeah, man, I, all right. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like, you know, I, I didn't lean into my team, lean in today, just stop in and just go to those team members. A lot of us got PPP and PRF money, provider relief funds. And we had a lot of things afforded to us to take care of us, but the average person, the average employee, the essential worker, Scott Galloway calls them, they didn't do so well. They got kids at home. They got more bills. They got less relief. They need it more than we, they need it right now. So lean into your team, 
you know, let them know how much you appreciate them. Ask if what you can do to help them. That stuff will not only help your team and help them feel appreciated, it'll actually just help you. So if you go and be the leader that um, you can be and, and lean into your team and ask them what they can, what they need to support that, that, that pays the biggest dividend of all. And that's I it. love it, buddy. I think that's good. I think that's a good wrap for today. I was actually, I got, start- I got one plug though. I got one okay. plug. Oh, okay. So VIP tickets, Peter sold out, bro. <laughs> sold out. I think, right. Is there one? Yeah, left I don't know. It's, I think it's a couple left, but, but I will eat crow on that one because I was like, Craig, that, that was your idea. And I was like, that's yeah. so stupid. That's a, yeah, Craig, you're so stupid. Yeah, that's okay. That's I don't mind. Stupid, Craig. I don't know. It's idea. all good. So maybe people don't know what you were talking. Give it a little context. So, so, I think it's a funny yeah, so, so basically, um, you know, at the summit itself, Peter and I are always trying to like just move around as much as possible. And um, we're trying to add value to different people and we'll divide and conquer. I'm like, oh, this person wants to talk to me, but I'm like, you really should be talking to Peter. So there's a lot of downtime, like breakfast, lunch, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's people that are trying to jockey for position. So I'm like, you know what, let's just create like a VIP experience. So where it's the same lunch, but like you get to eat you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner with us, and you have special seating and all that. I'm like, why not? You know, let's, let's, that way you don't feel bad about who you sit with and who you do that with. So we could add value to people that want it. You know, sometimes maybe we sit with people that didn't want us to be there, you know, like, you know, like this seat was taken. Yeah. Like I've sat down, there was like a, you know, at a summit before, and there's like a group of people that just want to hang out. Yeah. So it's just a, a way to do it. So um, I'm, I'm happy because right now with what uh, three, a little over three months I left see. before the summit, we uh-huh. sold more tickets than ever before. And um, I'm just excited about it. I'm, I'm well, sure. and your VIP ideas. I think there's a couple left, but it's just funny. I, 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 I had to eat. You uh, poo-pooed I, it. I, I did poo-poo it just because I was like, that's so dumb. But no, it's great but, about uh, when, you, when you eat crow, Peter, you, there's so much chatter on the putting me down that the eat crow is like really kind of a small acquiesce. And I, is, I'll never it remember. It is an acquiesce. It's all good, man. The, I, know, um, I know you love me and you know I love you. It's all good. The cool thing it. was too, is that, I'm, you know, the summit, yes, we've, we've sold more tickets already. And it's going to be, it's going to be hands down, uh, you know, it's going to be, I'm just, I'm just forecasting. It's going to be the best and brightest and the most content we're redoing a lot of stuff where it's not if you like i said other day on when i got the peter maluk is speaking holy hell (laughs) if you've if you've been to one or all three or whatever before it's going to be different content um you know some obviously some things but we're following a pathway we're following a curriculum and we're going to be deep diving into certain areas and then deep diving even further when we um when we onboard our the the class of 2022 mastermind um, which will be exciting, but it's going to be a deep dive and we're going to have some more stories on that. But um, anyway, it's, it's going to be cool. Cause Greg, we pretty much had to like buy the resort essentially, you know, every yeah. seat in the house to have it because of COVID now that COVID's thank God, or thank is leaving. We're pretty much just going to have like, we're going to just dominate this resort, you I know? know, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, horseback riding, zip lining and bringing the yeah, family. It's going to be awesome. Fun. It's just literally, we're just going to, you know, every room is going to be dominated by, I bulletproof pretty much. So um, I feel sorry for you if you're coming there as vacation with your family and you're not a dentist. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you'll want to be a dentist when you're gone. You know? Maybe by then, right? Just by, just by. Uh, also, one, one thing as well, go to bulletproof.dental. Ask your questions there. A lot of people oh, yeah. are asking. The network. Peter, 
get on the get on the network. It's actually really cool. A lot of people are asking us one-off questions like, hey, what do you do for this and that? So if we're going to answer answer your question, take time to do that, it's, it's probably such that many other people have the same idea. Mm-hmm. So jump on the network, ask a question. You could put at Peter, at Craig, you know, there's there's some good dialogue going on there. And, and it's uh, not just you. The beautiful thing is it's not me and you saying do this, do that, or, or yeah. advice. Lots of times, you know, there are there it's it that's what it was designed for, right? A community to help a community. That's yep. it. Full stop. And it is it is other people who have equal chops to say, hey, I would I would look into this. So it's amazing. That's been fun to do. So if you haven't joined, you're missing out. You're missing out. It's all good. There's still time. All right, but, and the next Get thing on. we should talk about, Craig, I know, I know we, we both have to go, but the next thing we should talk about is the opportunity of, um, from a macroeconomic standpoint, I know I've been harping about that in the network, but like opportunities that you could use from all this money printing, from all this, you know, oh, yes. all, all the things that are going on. You know, the government is, is, has turned the printing press on and they can't find the off button. Um, so how do you take advantage of that situation, right? From a, from a leverage standpoint, from an expansion standpoint, possibly from, a, you know, all the things, how do we do that? Because I've, uh, I'm pretty obsessed with that process because, uh, um, yeah. So maybe, maybe that's the next one. Yeah. I mean, from a macroeconomic standpoint, uh, we're never going, we're not going to go back to the way things were that, no, that chart no. you put on, um, the mighty networks was just crazy. absolutely bananas, bananas. Mm bananas. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not good, uh, but it's also going to fuel our dental practices. So a lot of us are feeling like we're untouchable. It's not good, um, but it's without our control. So meaning all we yeah. have the power to do is, is our path, right? We can't yeah. tell the government what to do. So we have to, to bob and weave in order to protect us and our future. And so there are ways to do it. You know, 100%. someone will thrive. I choose us. Yeah. Awesome, buddy. Well, thanks all for right, the man. time today. I hope yeah, you all man. enjoyed it. Go on bulletproof.dental. Join the network, ask your questions, ping that great, great uh, environment we're building. I'm really proud of that thing. I'm really proud of the network that we're building. And uh, of course, we'll see you at the summit. Don't wait. Don't wait. I promise you it'll sell out. Don't wait. All right. Over and out, everybody. See you.